I'm George Faust. And I'm Madeline Adams. And this is Inside Cajun Nation. KLFY presents Inside Cajun Nation. Sponsored by Dudley DeBosier, official injury lawyers of the Louisiana Rage and Cajuns. Uh, hi, hello, and welcome to Inside Cajun Nation. I'm George Faust. Madeline Adams will join us with a report on the UL baseball team coming up a little later in the show. In this edition, well, get ready, because I sit down with softball head coach Jerry Glasgow as their season gets underway. Cajun basketball set to make a final run to the postseason. But first things first, Louisiana has just four games remaining in the regular season. Two against ULM, two against the Georgia teams, against Georgia State, uh, Georgia Southern first, and then Georgia State. In those games, it'll be imperative for the Cajuns to protect the ball and get solid inside play from Jordan Brown. Head coach Bob Marlin talked about his continued improvement this week. He's scoring the ball. Uh, he's done a good job there. We're trying to get his defense to be more consistent. He's worked hard in practice this last week. He had to guard smaller players uh, at, at Little Rock and even against Arkansas State. So he's got to move his feet better and stay low. He and Theo have been working on that. I've, I've seen some improvement in both of them. Meanwhile, the Raging Cajun women have three games remaining in their regular season. Gary Broadhead's been able to have success despite dealing with season-ending injuries and COVID issues, among other things. The final three, though, may provide valuable experience for the younger players. He calls on to step up this season. You know, the Ty Doucettes and, you know, uh, Diamond Morris and the kids that were here, May May Holman and all, I think they understand it, but we've got a lot of new kids that haven't been, you know, in the conference tournament, hadn't been here but but one year, you know. And so I, I, I don't know, you know, that's going to be – I know they understand how important it is. You know, we, we talk about it every day how, you know, that's our goal, man. That's our – you know, we really want to win that. You know, it's been here 10 years and haven't won it, you know, come close a few times. But, uh, you know, I think they're focused on it. And hopefully we – you know, it's like you got to make a run. you got to be playing your best at that time. So hopefully we got – uh, and then my thing is, if you can make another run with this young team that we have, can we? Will it help for next year too? Yeah, I, I agree. You can build on it. All right, don't go away. Coming up on Inside Cajun Nation, Rachel Cajun Baseball Reboot. That's right. Head coach Matt Deggs looks to put some new life into the Cajuns hitting game. That's coming up on Inside Cajun Nation. Don't go away. We're back in ninety. This portion of Cajun Nation is brought to you by Lafayette Coca-Cola Bottling. Welcome back to the show. I'm George Faust. Madeline Adams can join us here in a second. Raging Cajun Baseball features one of the toughest schedules in college baseball this season. UL plans to take a fresh approach to a familiar philosophy. Here's Madeline. Hey George, we are just two weeks away from opening day right here in Lafayette. Head coach Matt Deggs entering his third season at the helm of the Raging Cajuns. 19 of the 36 guys on this roster are new faces and the schedule awaiting UL features top 25 teams in five of their first seven games. After an earlier than expected exit in the conference tournament in the 2021 campaign, this program is eager to prove more in 2022 should have finished in the championship game and I think all of us that came back came back really motivated really hungry uh, to kind of catch some traction it's one thing to have a, a vision or a dream it's another thing now to gain some traction I don't think we've taken a break since the last out of last season and, and uh, 
it's it's paid off in our practice so far. Now we've got to go win games. No one's satisfied with last year, and so I think naturally all of us as competitors and seeing how that season ended the way we didn't want it to, it's going to motivate you, and you're going to do everything you can to make sure that that doesn't happen again. At the plate, UL is taking a fresh approach to a familiar philosophy, wanting to build off a 266 batting average from last season. Coach Wells put in a, a, a very good approach with, with two strikes. Uh, Coach Deggs has, has his approach that we bought into. So, so we're looking forward to it, and I think this team's really bought into it all. So that, that's really helped us. My goal, just like everybody else, is just execute the situations. If I got a bunt, hit and run, move a guy, that's what I need to do, not trying to just swing and hit a home run. So I feel like we've gotten really better at that this year. You know, we've really practiced a lot on, you know, owning the fastball, owning the dish, like making sure that the pitcher knows when he gets up there, we step in the box, it's going to be, it's time to throw down. You know, so that's what we're excited for. We're, we're ready. We want, I mean, we want all of Acadiana to come out because it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a scrap. First pitch of the first series against UC Irvine is around 6 p.m. on February 18th, right here at the Teague. It'll be here before you know it. Covering the Cajuns, I'm Madeline Adams for KLFI News 10 Sports. All right, Madeline, thanks so much. Still to come on Inside Cajun Nation, I have the chance to sit down with Jerry Glasgow to look ahead to the 2022 season. Who is going to take the torch in the circle for the Cajuns this season? Coach Glasgow answers that next on the show. We're back. In mere moments, don't go away. Welcome back into Inside Cajun Nation. Pleased and honored to be joined by the head softball coach for the Raging Cajuns, Jerry Glasgow. Coach, thanks so much for the time. Appreciate it. Uh, how, how are the girls looking at this juncture uh, as we get set for the season? Well, we're healthy. You know, you, about the only thing you really can monitor and, and really know it with an accurate you know, um, feel is how healthy you are. And we, we're healthy, which is really good, especially after a season last year where I, I, I didn't even know injuries were possible to have in the amount and the numbers that we had last year. So really a key thing for me right now, I feel really good about the health of our kids in the inner squad. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm seeing because, um, it's hard to judge when it's your hitters against your pitchers. Uh, last year, we had enormously high-scoring games throughout January and February. And, and this year, it's been more very normal scores and, and really close games and um, very um, defensive-oriented games. You know, it scores 3-2, 5-4, 7-6, probably the biggest score. Um or six, four or something like that would be like the highest scoring games we've had. So I think that means our pitching is going to be uh, good. And then, the, then you worry about the hitting. So last year we were felt really confident about our hitting, but we were worried where we were with our pitching in preseason. And it didn't turn out that way in the season. You know, I thought our pitching was good and I thought our hitting could have been better. So, you know, we'll know on we'll know a lot more after the weekend. This is the good thing about the opening weekend. We got five really good games. Um, UAB will be a top forty. They'll be in the NCAA tournament this year at the end of the year. They're a much improved ball club. <clears throat> they should win Conference USA, and they're very well coached. Those are going to be really hard games for a young team to win on opening day. And so, um, how we come out of those games, and then Sunday. 
We've got Tulsa, who's really good last year and, and year in, year out. And then we've got North uh, Texas, who's beaten us twice in recent years and and has an outstanding coach over there in Rodney DeLong. So I think those games will be a really good opening weekend for a very young team. And, you know, uh, hopefully we can come out of this weekend uh, feeling good about ourselves. I know when we talked to you uh, uh, last week, you were talking about how pitching's a little bit ahead or whatever. Uh, talk about uh, your staff and obviously having Lamb back, that's going to be uh, be, a, be a, a comfort for you, I guess, right? Yeah, hey, Kendra Lamb looks really good right now. She's healthy, as, as all of the pitchers seem to be very healthy. Um, but she's throwing well. She's definitely improved since the end of summer. Uh, end of spring, <clears throat> and there's there's absolutely no doubt she's improved as a pitcher in my mind since last uh, May. And then you know we've got um, the, the staff was good. Carly Heath is much improved, looks really good. Sam Landry looks very good. Megan Shorman looks very good, and you know Vanessa Foreman had a really good outing again yesterday. So I feel good about the veterans on our staff, along with Landry, who's, who's a very uh, competitive incoming freshman. And, and, and you talked about the injuries too, just a second ago, and you get, you get some bats back, a little power back. Uh, I, and can you just talk about what it's going to be like to be able to, and how, how uh, uh, Reina is looking and, and, and uh, just, and, and the other, uh, I can't think of her name at the moment. Uh, uh, got hurt in the McNeese game. Taylor Roman, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. We've got Raina back, and she's she's a hundred percent. She mm-hmm. looks she looks really good, and and you know definitely one of the leaders on our team, and probably on our defensive side of the ball. She's she's a leader on the offensive lineup. I would say her and Sophie Piscos are evolving into the leaders of the offense, um, and she looks really good. Um, we've got Frankie Izzard back and she's, she, you know, it's hers was a, a really major injury with a lot of obstacles to coming back with a broken leg and, and, and just, you know, doing really, doing really, really well, but we got to be patient. She's trying to be patient, uh, but she's practicing now, um, with a lot less pain than she was in earlier in the year and, and looking good. And then I think your <laughs> Taylor Romans, the other one, it was a major injury, a, a, a second ACL. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's, she's been, it's been a tough recovery for her. It's been a tough road, but she's nearing, I think she's nearing, you know, 90, 95%, uh, definitely not a hundred percent, but, you know, she's, she's on pace, I think, to really be able to help us and contribute, especially as the year goes on. Always, uh, when when you look at the Cajun softball program, there's always uh, some excitement because I think, it, and I've I think I've told you this before, and I, and ever since I've been here covering this team, they've always been in the national picture, and and, and I think that's that's what kind of makes it exciting every year to get to get excited about a possibility of winning a national championship because that is a realistic goal for you guys. What are some of the other goals that you try and strive for as the season begins, as the season wears on? Yeah. I mean, this year's a rebuilding 
it's not a year with us with all the freshmen and coming recruits, uh, but it's an outstanding for, you know, it's an outstanding class. It, and, you know, when you combine that with, you've got a Taylor Roman still got four years of eligibility. You know, we, we added, um, um, my mind's blank, but Stormy Kotzelnik, we added her to that freshman class. You know, she was a number seven ranked recruit out of high school to Washington. And, 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 you know, you, you put her in there and she's right there in that mix with that class that we thought was a really good class to start with. And it makes it even stronger. And then, you know, we, Jordan Campbell's here this year. And I think she was like a number 19 recruit. She was a top recruit in the A&M freshman class a couple of years ago coming out of high school. And, you know, you put all those kids on the field for the first time together, you're going to see some talent. And, and so I definitely the talent to, to develop over the next couple of seasons <clears throat> into a national title contender, I believe, if everyone stays focused and works hard and you don't, nothing's given. So you don't want to just say it, that, you know, it's, it's not going to be automatic. There's a lot of hard work got to happen. There's a lot of dedication on their part. that has got to happen as student athletes and, and, but if everything falls in place, this, there's an enormous amount of talent here, and there's no doubt this season could become very special. I, I think as, if, it, if it plays out right, and then, you know, as we learned last year, you can have uh, injuries that you just don't see coming and can derail your season. And, you know, it changed the whole, it changed the whole realm of possibilities for that team when Rain O'Neill went down in center field the sixth, sixth game of the year, I believe, in the fourth inning. And then three innings later, we lose Taylor Roman. And then, you know, we get Frankie Izzard playing extremely well uh, to take Raina's place in the offensive lineup. And and she has a catastrophic injury. And and then we just so on. You know, there's so many things that happen. So after last year, you don't want to look too far ahead. I just want to stay day-to-day, be sure we take care of our kids health-wise, uh, be trying to minimize the risk. <coughs> I've been – you know, like really reluctant to steal bases in practice, uh, something I never was ever concerned about until, you know, this after going through last season, I just feel like I have to. But I always believed that you practice full speed. You don't worry about injury. You play recklessly. And and if you feared injury, then injuries would happen. But I'm having to play uh, after going through what we went through last year. I'm having to be a little bit more conservative in practice and trying to take care of a team. So I feel like the talent's there. I, be, I just want to get the opening day, and I want to see them on the field just like all the fans. Good stuff, Coach. Don't go anywhere. We're going to come back more with Coach Jerry Glasgow here on Inside Cajun Nation. We will return in 90 seconds. Don't go away. Welcome back to Inside Cajun Nation. George Faust alongside is the head coach of the Raging Cajun softball program, Jerry Glasgow. Thanks so much for sticking with us on this Sunday evening. And coach, uh, one thing that you, you pride yourself on team-wise and you kind of ended uh, uh, the last segment talking a little bit about stealing bases and, and you, you like to have speed. Uh, can you talk about the speed of this team and uh, do you like the way they run the base paths? Yeah, I think we will. I think we're going to have a lot of speed. Uh, you know, we got <clears throat> several outfielders, Caleb Falterman, Kramer, Eshtay, um, Maddie Hayden, Rain O'Neill, and Jenna Keene. They've all have really good speed. Jenna Keene has elite speed, like 
I, I would say she may be the fastest player in the country. She definitely is in the top three or four in the country. And she's played really well this spring. Like she's really became um, a really good offensive threat with her bat hitting. Uh, and we worked really hard on that since last year. And we wanted to kind of reinvent her as a player. And she, she bought in and she just uh, flourished so far this spring. So we're, we're hoping that, you know, with, with those five, six kids that we can really be a, aggressive on the bases. And then on the infield, you've got Stormy Cotson that's got really good speed. And uh, Alexa Langley's got enough speed to steal a base. Jordan Campbell can steal a base. Sophie Biscos can steal a base. So we've got, we've got a lot of people <coughs> that I believe will steal 10 bases or more. Um, and, you know, that'll be a big part of our offense. I, I have no doubt. When you look at the developing a schedule uh, for the season, uh, being a group of five school, uh, do, do you have to schedule those big game, the big games against those power fives like the Alabamas, the, uh, I don't know, Oregon's, uh, Oklahoma's, uh, LSU's? Uh, is that something uh, that is just a necessary evil? Or is that something you don't mind doing because, you know, you have the caliber talent to compete if – if, if you need to in, in a game like uh, against a team like that. Yeah. I mean, you definitely don't have to do that. And uh, most, most, you know, some of those schools don't schedule that many. Uh, most of those schools, we, we, our conference has really picked up their uh, chasing the RPI. We got some outstanding coaches in the conference and they're, they're most of them are scheduled two, three, four games like that uh, a year. That's going to be in the top 10, but I just think that we want to, you know, here at Louisiana, we want to, we want to lead the Southeastern Conference and take in that difficult schedule and running with it. Uh, I mean, the Sun Belt Conference. We want to, we want to play the most aggressive schedule in the Sun Belt against those Southeastern and Big Twelve and Big Ten schools. And so, you know, it makes it a little tricky. I know what you're getting at with a with a young team. You you wonder like, how wise is it? But <laughs> You know, I don't want if we get in a, a NCA tournament in the regional and super regional, uh, you don't want that to be the first time they go out and they step up against the the big the big players in college softball. You want to get in there and if we get a black eye and bloody nose and we we'll just we we'll learn how to fight and we'll we'll step up practices and we'll we'll work harder and we'll learn from that. And if we have a little bit of success along the way, that should motivate the kids to want to work even harder. And and without any doubt, you're gonna no matter how good the outcome are in those type of games, you know, the best you hope for is that you're going to learn a lot of your weaknesses. And, and so I think that's kind of necessary to show you what you really have to work on early in the season. I think it's kind of an advantage to get to play some, you know, powerhouse teams in the preseason before the sundown starts. And then, then we've got a couple of months that we can work on things to try to get better. Gotcha. It makes sense. I, and, and look, you, it, it's not like you can't compete. That's the other thing that I always say. I mean, if you couldn't do it, if you, if you didn't have the caliber of player to do it, that's one thing, but you have the caliber of player to handle it. Uh, when uh, looking at your coaching staff, obviously the addition of uh, Justin uh, Robichaux on your staff. And I, I think I told you this uh, a couple of weeks ago or whatever, uh, that I didn't know he knew anything about softball, but uh, talk about the addition of him and, and, and what, what he will uh, kind of what his role is with the, with the team. Yeah. You know, his, his role is obviously first and foremost is to develop our pitching and 
and develop our pitching staff and to lead the pitching staff. But beyond that, I, you know, he's a coach. And, and my theory here as a coach is if you see something, you own it. And I don't want him and Coach Lacey. I want Coach Justin, Coach Lacey, when they, when they see something they feel like needs to be addressed, they've got the freedom to address it and the expectation on my end to, to address it. And, you know, it's two really talented uh, young coaches and great young leaders. Um, and they're doing really good. They're, they're, you know, I, I want them to, to build our team, to motivate our team, and not just on the softball field, but in the classroom. Lacey does an outstanding job with the academic side, and Justin's right in there behind her, uh, pushing in that effort as well. And so uh, he, he's, he's going to be an all-around coach, not just a pitching coach. He's not going to limit. And what I've found is that he is a great leader. Like, he, he's got a lot of Tony Rose show in him, obviously, and he's, he's, he's heard his dad, and um, you know, he's, he's been well taught in how to lead men and, and we're transferring that over to the softball field and, and our, our young ladies love him. It's, it's a really good fit here. Good stuff. Uh, last question, coach, uh, obviously this is one of the most unique, uh, situations in sports because I think the, the, the love and, uh, uh adoration that the fans give the players and the players give the fans. Just speak to that unique relationship between Cajun softball fans and uh, the the team, and why what makes that so special, and how excited are you to look for to be be able to play with fans coming into into the stands and getting excited? Yeah, it, it's the fan base here is just an amazing. Um, I don't know what you call it, but it's uh, it's unique, and it's it's. It's special beyond my words, um, but the the relationship between the players and fans and the way the fans in Acadiana support the Raging Cajun softball program, it, it's known all over the United States how special it is. And the recruits, are, they love it. And so what we're really looking for, you know, last year we were, had limited seating. And so it's been almost almost two years since the, the stadium has been able to be filled up and the typical normal uh, passion of the fa Raging Cajun fan base that we're going to see. Uh, and our, our, our players are really pumped to have that back. And, you know, when we get those fans back in our back pocket, it's going to really help us as a program. And, you know, we're, the, the, the grandstand sold out. We're, we're over a thousand season tickets for the first time. Um, it's, um, I think I got a report that was like 1,298 season tickets and you know the kids pass list and everything for on a on a regular game basis so um it's really neat and people still buying the tickets i mean they, now we're out in the outfield and it's going to be a very very special season for our kids because of the fans and and the excitement that the fans make Coach, thanks so much for the time do appreciate you and look forward to the season excited about uh with, with the Cajun softball has in store this year. Yeah, I look forward to it. And, you know, I'd encourage any fans in the area that haven't been to a raging Cajun softball game, <clears throat> come out. It's addictive. It's a, it's an <laughs> hour and a half, two hour game. It's quick. The fan base, like I said, is exciting. And you'll, it's, it's really something that, you know, families will want to be a part of if they come out and experience, they'll come back. And so if you haven't been here, don't worry about it. Just come on out. We've got a lot of new, but there's a lot of new season ticket holders again this year and uh, um, come out. We want to welcome everybody and get more people involved.
Thank you so much, Coach. Good job. Uh, Jerry Glasgow, the head coach of the Raging Cajun softball program. And that is going to do it for tonight's edition of Inside Cajun Nation. Thanks so much. We'll see you next time right here on Inside Cajun Nation.